All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. WTIC. Let's, uh, regarding this, this all links together. Let's spend a minute with Ronald Reagan getting his ideas about government because it, it, it does. It links in. Does you hear intelligent people from... Oh, this is him with Johnny Carson. Does Ronald you hear Reagan. intelligent people from uh, both political parties or in the middle, conservatives and liberals, and they all seem to have different answers as to what is going wrong in the country. Some people say, well, let's let the government spend billions of dollars, and then some other people say, no, no more federal spending. Uh, let's give the tax rebates. And the other intelligent people say, no tax rebates. We've got to do this and do that. So everybody is confused. Uh, how, how do you see the thing? What, how are we going to get out of this? Well, uh, Johnny, I think that one of the things is that people keep looking to government for the answer, and government's the problem. Yeah. A moment ago, you, you asked you know, about views, but right. low and, and down in America. First of all, the American people, if they would just take a little inventory and look around, you triple our troubles, and we're better off than any other people on earth. And we've asked so much of government, and we've gotten in the habit over the last 40 years of thinking that government has the answers. There's very little that government can do as efficiently and as economically as the people can do themselves. And if government would shut the doors and sneak away for about three weeks, we'd never miss them. Ain't that the truth? And that was 40 years ago he was talking about over the last 40 years. But the, the last 40 years... He wouldn't believe. And I don't think Ronald Reagan fully grasped how bad this was, how bad it was going to be. I don't know. I hesitate a little bit because I've been saying that for a long time. But I I met a congressman who was close to him recently, a retired congressman. And he said, no, no, Reagan understood exactly what he was up against. But maybe he uh, maybe he. He mitigated his uh, feelings a little bit, you know, subdued them so he wouldn't seem too shrill. Anyway, this links in with the idea of what's going on with Kanye West. I'll explain more coming up on WTIC. And we will play the rants. Stay with us on News Talk 1080 as we go. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, good afternoon. Thanks for being here. We're going to do the rants. We're going to talk about Kanye. We're going to get it all in right now on WTIC. Let's start with a rant, and then we'll move on from there. Hi, Todd. Well, the little punchy crypto coin crook is walking around with the t- I'm sure he knows what consequences are now. He probably didn't know what consequences were before. And he must be uh, walking, always looking behind him, because I'm sure someone's out to get him. Later. Thank you, Gladys. Nice to hear from you. Rant line number 860-751-4698. Addie calling from Berlin. Hi, Addie. Yes, hello. This is Addie. I'm a retired art teacher from Berlin, and I want to talk to you about this recent Kanye debacle. Okay, cool. Yes. 
Sir, what do you want to say? Well, what I want to say is I want to praise the brilliance of this consular culture for sending the message that Kanye is right when he is not. Because you see, when they cancel his bank accounts, how many people believe what Kanye is saying? I don't know. I'm not even sure what he is saying. I don't think people know what he's saying. Well, a lot of people, well, he is saying things negatively about the Jews. About what? About the Jews. The Jews. Oh, um, on the surface, he seems to be saying that, but when you listen more closely, it's not so clear. Well, I guess I have not listened more closely. Well, that's um, that's what concerns me is that that we have this sort of flyby culture where where nobody actually zeroes in and, and investigates what exactly is going on. Now, I could be wrong in my interpretation, but I like the idea that we think about speech, hear it and think about it, rather than just react to uh, little 20-second cuts or 10-second cuts that, that uh, get sent to us on TV or on social media or whatever. Does that make any sense? Oh, of course it makes sense. And that is the brilliance of these national social justice warriors. As they will take a 10-second soundbite, and then they will cancel the bank account of the Kanye. Uh -huh. And then more people will believe negative things about the Jews when it is not the Jews. So you used to, what did you say, you were an art teacher? I was an art teacher. I How long? A lot of time in government. Go ahead. How long ago did you retire? Oh, I retired a long time ago. And then I took a long, long vacation in the beautiful country of Argentina. Uh-huh. And now I came back to Berlin. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Ich bin ein Berliner, as your president, Johnny <laughs> Kennedy said. All right. Now I get the Berlin reference. Thank you, Adi. Okay, yeah. It's, uh, by the way, it's Lewis calling. Hi, Lewis. I was wondering who. <laughs> I was wondering if you are going to reveal yourself. Yes, yes. That's a good accent, though. Thank you. Darkishin. Where did you learn it? Did, I just and, practiced it. For what purpose? Well, for the purpose of satirizing this, because, you know, like I said, national social justice warriors. I think you. my main point is that with Kanye, more by canceling him in that specific manner, more people are actually going to believe negative things about the Jews, which is exactly what they're supposedly trying to avoid. Oh, by them promoting it, so, yeah. Right, by, yeah. by saying that Kanye is an anti-Semite, therefore we're going to cancel his bank account. What message does that send people? It definitely doesn't send the message that the negative conspiracy theories are wrong, even though I, at least I think they are. Well, it also promotes it, and yeah. it, that that's one of the things I feel about this, that if we just let it be, if everybody didn't um, worship this machinery of outrage and feed into it, that we wouldn't even notice these things. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're spreading it. And that's one of the things, I, you might be familiar with the economist Thomas Sowell. Sure. Yeah, he, that's one of the things he talked about, is that the grievance industry, when the grievances dry up, they have no industry, so they have to keep the grievance alive. They oh, have to them alive. It's on life support. I have witnessed that firsthand. All right, Lewis, thank you so much. All right. Well, you're welcome, Todd. Great to hear from you. Great to hear from you, too. Good right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. So so the um, the idea of free speech is a market idea that 
in all things, we want to have markets so that we can figure out what the best is. And if we don't freely hear ideas, and we and you can see the danger of this, just go back to how the, the, the government oppression that took place during COVID and the, this whole idea that uh, if you don't agree with what the government says, you're anti-science. And if you don't say what is the official position of the CDC, most of those positions, by the way, have been, been uh, demonstrated to be at least questionable, if not outright false. We don't want government deciding what is the truth because government is a lying entity by its very definition. That's how they operate. Just my thoughts. Yours, please, at 860-522-9842. Okay, thanks for taking my rant. And it's just not really brutal. You know, I hate today's teachers. And the reason is, they all belong to a union. And that union is now controlled by the federal government. When the federal government says you've got to teach these kids this, they have to subside or they're out. Well, I basically agree with your premise, except that it's not the federal government that's in control so much as it's the unions that have, that are in control. That because of the collective bargaining agreements in the communities with the teachers' unions, with the education unions, the power is not in the hands of the people or their elected representatives, even on the federal level. Because there's too much, they've given so much power over to the special interest unions that nobody is willing to exercise any control. Or they get fired or just maybe, oh, a problem. But, you know, I hate it when a federal government takes control of what your children can learn. I think that's up to the parents, actually. And I think it's up to the parents to talk to the school system that their kid goes to and say, hey, no, we don't want this. You know, our kids are getting deprived so badly. It's insane. Let's do better, teachers, because your union is screwing you and your reputation. Well, no, the country is being destroyed by these uh, special interest groups that, that are there to rig elections and to rig public policy, both, and undermine the democratic systems that we have in place and supposedly the left worships. Mike's calling from South Windsor. Hi, Mike. Hi, Todd. So yes, I sir. In, I think it's an interesting discussion that you, you're having here. Uh, but I, I still believe that the concept of free speech often gets conflated because free speech is something that can be taken away only by the government and not by private individuals. If private individuals decide to cancel Kanye because they don't like his anti-Semitism, that is the operation of a free market, not an impediment to it. Lebo! I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But, but the trouble is this is all interwoven now because we saw what happened during COVID and how the government behaved. So now we know we've got an oppressive government, at least with where Democrats are in charge, that wants to deny free speech, wants to oppress political speech. We've seen how easily they slip into it when they decide it's in their best interest. They are willing to shut us down, not let us go to work, not let us open our businesses, not let us earn a living, 
then they are willing to work with their social media friends to make sure that certain groups of people with certain opinions can't communicate things in the public square. So I understand that, yeah, Facebook is a private company and can do what it wants, but when it's being intimidated by Dick Blumenthal and his press conferences, then you've got a different thing going on, don't you? I agree with you 100%. My, my issue then is that what we need to do is advocate for the disentangling of government from the private sphere, whether social media or otherwise. The problem I have is with the right is instead of doing that, they come out and now they want to you know, sanction or sort of violate the free speech of these social media companies. So you have them doing the same thing, whereas the solution is to separate the two. It's like with the, the public school thing. The answer is to get rid of public schools, not yes, to. I agree. No, teachers, the parents need to dictate to the schools what all kids are taught, or no, the government needs to dictate it. How yes, but I want to. So I'm with you. I want to get rid of those the rigging systems that have been built to deprive us of our liberties, whether they are uh, education unions or police unions, or other government efforts to rig elections or whether it's partnerships with the social media companies i just don't want it going on and we can debate tactically which is the best way to approach that but i want everyone to understand first i i think upstream of what you're talking about everybody needs to understand it's important for us to be able to speak freely and have the free exchange of ideas todd you and I are together again, as usual. Just as an aside, real quick, so yeah. I've got my laptop set up, I've got my microphone set up, everything's going good, and I just want to say thank you to Subby's daughter, Cassandra, because she helped. And without All right, will you stop with uh, thanking all your friends? <laughs> uh. Todd, that's a polite thing to do, isn't it? No, is it, you could call her up and thank her. You don't have to do it on the radio. Yeah, Stop. but it's so much better to do it on the radio than people well, are happy. Once in a while when it's a really important thing, and something that people can relate to, like a restaurant recommendation like you gave us the other day, well, everybody benefits from that. But Subby's daughter, we don't need to hear about. Come on, man. Come on, man. I think you're violating my freedom of speech here, Todd. <laughs> See you, Mike. 860-522-9842. That's Michael Leibowitz, who's who got out of prison this week, and he's going a little haywire with all of his uh, liberties. Why, hello, Todd. It's the Donald. It's the ex-president. I just wanted to explain the Fuentes dinner. The Fuentes dinner. The president actually has a good explanation here. Listen to this. This is good. I hadn't heard this one before. That everybody's talking about. It was supposed to be a setup. I invited Rod to Sanctimonious. I invited Rod, <laughs> and I was showing up to snap a photo of him at the table with Fuentes. But when I got there, the steak, the filet looked so amazing. Frankly, I had to sit down and have and have a taste. I and, totally. That is a totally believable explanation, isn't it? And that's what happened. I got played by Rod DeSanctimonious. That's the story. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Oh, uh, that that guy makes me really miss the Donald. Hey, Todd, uh, Jerry from Naugatuck. Uh, my rant is. Regarding another guy's rant, that caller uh, that ranted that he, he he thanks God every morning on his knees for for Joe Biden. I mean, what a phony! You know, he 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 has to be a bonehead just like Biden. Biden and his supporters are delusional. 
but Biden is an aber- aberration of the, of uh, of the presidency. He's not normal. The evidence points to it on dom- on all the domestic and foreign fronts. And for me, I pray every day Biden is impeached and removed for failing uh, his constitutional duties, especially on the border. This conflict of business interest with his son, the crime wave, and everything else, the inflation. So, you know, that guy, his argument doesn't hold water. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, well, a lot of arguments don't hold water. That's what we're here for, to flesh them out. Hello, Todd. They're about 10 minutes to 6. What this country needs is to have the news media, TV, radio, newspapers, and any other kind of media. These people who were elected are not lawmakers. They were not sent to the office to make laws. We are tired of that. They are representatives of the people. And the news media, radio, TV, of in any other news media must start calling them representatives of the people, not lawmakers. Thank you very much, sir. John, I'm with you on that. If you can get people to stop doing that, I like that point that they're not lawmakers, even though they make laws. But they're, they are supposed to represent our interests. That is a higher calling. Absolutely. Because sometimes that would be not making laws, which would be way better if especially this lot in Hartford. Eight six oh five two two nine eight four two, the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Let's check in with Marcus Christophorus, the great Greek god of traffic. <laughs> Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Todd Feinberg. It's Todd Feinberg. Monday through Friday, 3 till 6 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, the eye of the tiger. I remember this. Rocky. What year did that come out? Anybody? I don't know. Long time ago. Steve, 80-something. Hi, Hi, Steve. Hi, Todd. Ty, can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. Do you know what year <laughs> Rocky came out? What's that? Do you know what year Rocky came out, the movie? Do I know what my what is? Never mind. What do you want to say? It's you who can't hear me. Okay. Hey, um, but anyways, um, I got a really, really, really great idea. Seeing as Lunch Bucket Union Busting Joe... Um, is basically sticking it to the railroad union. Isn't that great? Um, I, ran in, I, I ran into an old favorite song of mine. Have you ever heard the song by Woody Guthrie called uh, Union Made? It goes I, like, yes, I have. Go ahead, sing it for us. Okay, it goes, 
Oh, you can't scare me. I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union. Well, anyway, um, Woody Guthrie was quite the union activist. He had actually been beat up numerous times by corporate goons. Uh He actually put his money where his mouth is, as as far as what he believed. And um, you you should look up that song. That's a fantastic song. I know the song. Play it again, Roland. Here we Um, go. You ready? Yeah, listen. Yeah, it goes on. You can't scare me. I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union. What else is there? And it goes, I'm sticking to the union till the day I die. And I I just think it's a shout out to our union brothers. And you should get some of those uh, union protesters on, on the show. I want all the union members who love folk music. So call in right now and tell us about how devoted they are to Woody Guthrie and the whole the whole. I, I think it would be awesome uh, seeing as a, if, if Joe Biden wants to be a corporate capitalist goon, uh, you know, he, he should uh, get some notoriety for it. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for the call, Steve, because it, that this is a wonderful moment for understanding exactly how compassion works. Compassion is, yes, they're there with you. They're union brothers. They're there with you. They've got your back. As long as all they're trying to do is manipulate you to vote for them. But when there is public policy on the line that they would get crushed if it went against them, they say, screw the union. That's the position now of the Democrats. Toss the union away. They don't care about you anymore. How glorious is that that we finally got the truth out of Joe Biden? He pretends to be a union guy. He's pretended that since his first day on the floor of the United States Senate some 320 years ago. He's been since then. He's been posing as somebody who loves the unions because he's Union Joe from Scranton. But boy, push comes to shove and he realizes the disasters that he's created with virtually everything he's touched could be exacerbated. Forget about the unions. Throw them under the bus. He's under the bus, Joe. You're going to love that. 860-522-9842, rant line number. 860-751-4698. And please, can we get ourselves a little traffic update? We'll go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, we'll talk to Len Susie in a moment, but let's check in with Owen first. Hey there, Owen. Hey, Todd, how are you, man? What's going on? Hey, I got a question. I keep getting these emails and these things in the mail where Verizon, Verizon Wireless is offering an Internet service, a yeah. very powerful one, um, for like $25 a month for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you punch in your zip code, and they say, oh, it's not available. So my question is to any listener or to any um, senator that we might have, whether it be Mr. Murphy or Mr. Blumenthal, when we're not talking about guns, um, why is Verizon not allowed in the state of Connecticut for Internet service? There's a monopoly going on because it's only Cox or Xfinity or Comcast. 
Are there any communities that have competition? Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, live in, I live way up north in, in, in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I'm only allowed Cox. I can't get Xfinity or Comcast if I wanted to. Well, that's why I'm asking if there are any towns where, you can, where there are two competing companies. Um, I, I, I couldn't get SNET, or not SNET, but now it's like AT&T, Fiber Optic, or whatever it is. But yep. that's the only other one. So why are they why are they pushing or, or keeping the the other companies out? It, it, it shouldn't well, be a monopoly. It should. It, be- it may be about putting the infrastructure in, just the history of cable. You know, Len Susio is they on all hold. Run off the same infrastructure. Yeah, but but there's some kind of complication with adding new people in, and I don't know if it's just contracts between the community and the cable companies or. Something beyond that. But I'm going to ask Len Susio about it right now. Thank you, Owen, for the call, because he's a former state senator, is into this utility stuff. Hey, Len. Hey, Todd. Uh, Just to tell you, I had a great conversation earlier today with our good friend, ex-convict Mike Leibowitz. Uh, He's out of prison, and I'm so happy for him. He's uh, promoting his book, and he's uh, going to try to do some good in society. He's been uh, three days out, and he's making all kinds of stuff happen. So did you hear what the last caller said, Len, about the – do you know anything about if competitive services are allowed for cable? Uh, Well, yes, you can compete, but uh, you still have to get uh, approval from the regulatory authority. So like – uh, where I am in Meriden, you've got Cox uh, Cable, but you've got Frontier as well. Mm-hmm. Which uh, so, but you you can't just. It's not like uh, in a non-regulated business where you could just open up shop and start selling goods. You have to get approval of the regulatory authority. And uh, where this guy comes from, which I heard him say somewhere in northern Connecticut, I I don't know what the situation is up there. Yeah, he may be in a uh, but, rural community where the infrastructure isn't so abundant. But but how does right. that operate? Do they share the same the same cable and one? No, uh, no but they do share some of the um, infrastructure. Like here in Meriden, uh, Frontier and Cox and and Eversource, uh, they have all the utility poles and the cable strung from those utility poles. So. The uh, uh, the cable companies pay in this case Eversource owns the the uh, telephone poles so they rent the telephone poles and hang their lines from uh, in other cases it's Frontier that owns the telephone poles and Eversource rents the, the so the, the but but in terms them. of the the strung wire the cable yeah. that's run each company has to run its own cable yep it's different and and do the mm-hmm. town is it up to the towns whether to allow different uh, companies to come in? Uh, I've never seen a situation where a town necessarily objects, uh, but I would assume, well, see, I mean, basically the, the telephone poles are private property. They're owned by the utility company, basically. Yes, but they're highly regulated, so I assume right. that if if they, somebody gets approved to go in there, that the they have to rent them the space. That's right. I mean, there's a big argument going on, ironically, in my neighborhood because Eversource wants to move the utility poles uh, into a different location. And uh, one thing that's affecting that is that the Frontier and uh, uh, Cox are happy with the telephone poles where they are, so they don't want to go along with it. And uh, and so, well, they don't want to do the work. That's right. Exactly. I mean, it's a free ride right now. They don't. There's no incentive for them to incur the extra costs of sure. locating the, the utilities. 
Okay, let's move on to electricity. Because I I understand the uh, Democrats are doing everything they can to drive up the cost of all kinds of energy, and electricity Mm -hmm. has been uh, center stage of late. Tell us what's going on. Well, in another, a little over a month from now, the new electric rates will go into effect, and they are going to be catastrophic, and I am not overstating the situation. It's going to be a incredible shock. A doozy, huh? A, a doozy, you're right. Uh, and, and you're talking about not a 5% increase or a 10% increase. You're talking about a 100% increase in the cost of ele- generation of electricity. Uh, and that's on top of earlier this year, there was a 75% increase. So at the beginning of this year, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the, in July of last year, the cost was a little over cent, seven cents per kilowatt hour for the generation of electricity. Uh, it went up to 11.4 cents uh, January of this year and 12 cents in July. Now it's going to go to 24 cents. So it's going to be triple. It's going to be more than triple what it was in July of last year. And and of course that doesn't include the uh, the the delivery costs, which are another 12 cents uh, per kilowatt hour. So people are going to be blown away when this hits. You and I are talking about it now, and I'm certain some people are thinking, wow, wow. But wait till you see the bills that come down the pike. And, and what, tell us why this is happening. It's happening because of the reckless, uh, destructive energy policies enacted by our politicians uh, and the refusal to uh, basically allow development of things like the XL Keystone Pipeline, et cetera. The energy policies have discouraged uh, the fossil fuels and are going now towards renewables. And the, the renewable energy policies of the Biden administration and of here in Connecticut, the Lamont administration, are reckless, irresponsible, and a pipe dream. They think that they can replace fossil fuels with renewable energy sources, uh, and they don't – it's shocking to me they don't realize the big problem with that. You've got, number one, if you're going to rely on wind and, and solar, uh, they're, they're available only about 20% of the time. Len, I think the they do. I think they do understand the problem. Yeah. I think they, they want to drive up the cost of electricity because once, <clears throat> once everybody's paying exorbitant amounts for fossil fuels, they'll say, look, it's cheaper to put in. Mm-hmm the the uh, renewables i think i agree with you but there's a flaw in 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 that approach not in your your which is the that you can't you can't store the electricity to have it available whenever you need it todd that that's it like uh there was an article i think i forwarded to you written by uh don doobie who's a guy you should have on your show sometimes he's he's a retired nuclear engineer uh and uh he wrote this article that was published in the connecticut mirror i think it was uh, and he talked about how uh, it, it's a pipe dream to have renewables. Uh, this idea that you can have 100% reliance on renewables because, again, the sun isn't shining 24 hours a day. The wind's not blowing every day. Uh, and so what do you do when the sun's not shining and wind's not blowing? Yeah, but that's, he, not he, even the, that's not even the issue. They, they seem committed to the idea of first getting cutting back on the availability of mm-hmm. the traditional sources of energy so that they're ahead of the curve on the renewal renewables which spells crisis in terms of cost right you don't have to reduce yeah. like if you just flat if you just had a flat availability 
for fossil fuels or reduced it 2% a year or something like that, they could say, oh, it's not very much. Don't worry about it. But but that would cause the market to go crazy, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what's been going on. Is There's a mandate, a legislative mandate that was passed years ago in the Connecticut legislature uh, that basically requires the utilities to purchase ever-increasing amounts every year of renewable energy. Uh, and so the, the portion of your electric bill, which is uh, being provided to you uh, through renewables, is increasing. It's up to close to 30% now. It's increasing about 2 plus percent a year. The dilemma is this, though. Um, when you have, when you get to the point where you're overly dependent on renewables, which we're really close to right now, you, you've got to have 100% backup in the form of fossil fuel plants. Because when, when the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining, you, what are you going to do? Tell everybody to just, uh, you know, put a, throw a blanket over themselves and, and, and turn out the lights. And those plants, those plants take time to power up, right? You can't just throw a switch and suddenly have the electricity, can you? Yes, and and well, you, they could start up pretty quickly. That's the the beauty of uh, fossil fuel sources because they can start up quickly. Unlike nu- nuclear's got to be going twenty four seven, and and the wind and, and the solar again, it's yeah. But that's weather. a that's a big source of Connecticut electricity is nuclear. So so that yeah. power plant's always going to be going right. So they, yeah. they're in effect they're switching us over to a combination of nuclear and and uh, alternative sources of energy, right? Well, yes, but there's an interesting aspect to that, which uh, let me comment on because I know we've got only a couple of minutes before this is over with. There was a bill passed in the Connecticut legislature back in 2017 or 18 that mandated that the Connecticut utilities purchase 50% of the ge- electricity generated by the nuclear plant here at Connecticut, mm-hmm. Millstone. Yep. So they've been doing that. Now, the price, the price was mandated. It was agreed to at the time. It was going to be a little over five cents per kilowatt hour. At that point in time, the uh, uh, natural gas was a penny and a half per kilowatt hour. So we were basically, we were subsidizing the nuclear uh, energy at that point in time because we were paying a big premium versus what uh, natural gas costs. But now it's flipped around so that uh, the five cents per kilowatt hour is a bargain compared to what uh, the, the market is for uh, natural gas, for example. Oh, and, so that's why Ned is bragging about what a great deal they made on the nuclear power plant. Yes, but here's the here's something that your audience and you've got to understand. There's a delayed uh, effect so that basically the reduced costs that are a result of this millstone contract are not going to be passed on to consumers until late next year. Mm-hmm. So when the bill's hit in January, you're getting no benefit from that at all. And there's a, there's nothing that says it can't be passed on in January. Pura ought to have an emergency meeting and order the utilities or uh, have a hearing about passing on the the savings now. Uh, realizes a part of the Millstone deal to consumers in January to help cushion this drastic impact that's going to happen in January. Yeah, but maybe. Len, maybe they're just uh, letting the the blank hit the fan on purpose so that, that Ned can roll in and say, oh, we're going to take care of this for you. This is, un- you know, they can do a big pose about how shocked they are and how horrible it is, and they're going to fix it. Well, that's why you and I are talking about it now. We don't want them to get away with that lie, basically. The, the thing is, they could do something now to head off the posse at the pass, but no, they're going to wait till the crisis erupts and... And you, we all thought the tolls were controversial. Wait till people see what happens to their electric bill at the end of January when they get it. It's going to be 
it's going to be a, an eruption like you've never seen. It's, it, this is the biggest increase in electricity uh, costs in the whole history of the state of Connecticut. It's a, it's a 100% increase in the generation costs. That's unprecedented, and it's going to be real. When people so, start seeing it hit their pocketbook, boy. So what does that mean in terms of a total increase to a bill? Because there, there are multiple portions, and you're only talking That's about right. the generation of the electricity. So does the whole bill go up? x percent can you give us a number yeah well the bill's going to go up what they've been promoting is oh it's going to go up only 50 percent because and it's true in terms of the total bill it's going to be you're going to go from basically 24 cents per kilowatt hour to 36 cents per kilowatt hour all of which the increase is based on the generation side which and you're saying four years ago it was only a penny uh, the the cost of natural gas per kilowatt hour back about four years ago was about a penny and a half per kilowatt hour Wow. Yeah, and that's why that's why at the time I was reluctant to support the legislation, but in the long run now it could really benefit people, but it's not being passed on. It's going to be delayed until and like you just said, it's the perfect setup for a politician to claim that they're going to here they come in and they're uh, white We're going to protect you because we love you. That's right. <laughs> and it was their own doing. Uh it's Todd, it's just it just drives me crazy when I when I realize what's going on behind the scenes and, and uh, wait till your listeners see it. We're talking right now. This is just an abstract idea, but wait till they get the bill at the end of January. No, I think you're right. When that becomes concrete and people open the envelope and see the numbers, remember what was it two years ago when there was a shocker uh, of an increase and, and people were really upset. Oh yeah. Well, basically in 2021, about 18 months ago or so, there was a pretty substantial increase at that point in time, but it was like, you know, five or six cents per kilowatt hour. This is going to be 12 cents per kilowatt hour. It's double that increase, basically. And people were upset then. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a topic, Todd. Uh, I wish you and I could talk for an hour about, basically, because it, the public's really got to be enlightened about. Well, let's uh, talk the, more the about it soon. Uh, let's do it again yeah. next week. All right. Len Susio, thank you, sir. My pleasure, Todd. Take care. Talk to you soon. 860-522-9842. We'll get traffic, weather, news, and uh, then we'll take a couple phone calls. Anthony Dorenzo will be here in the next hour. And uh, somebody else. I forget. It'll co- Oh, Reese will be here as well. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.